Welcome to Life Talk, a series of thought-provoking podcasts specifically developed to thoroughly enrapture, dynamically expand, and potentially enrich your life by challenging your heart. And now, here's Craig. You know, a conscience... A conscience is that that pressing sense that unerringly guides our choices and pricks us when we don't do what it suggests we do. A conscience is is that mysteriously universal compass that relentlessly points true north when at times we don't have any idea where true north is or when we prefer to take some other direction altogether out of a, a sense of convenience or selfishness or fear or frankly just plain stupidity. A conscience won't bend and it won't be compromised. A, a conscience is, is resistant to smooth talk and it blows off the most compelling justifications as nonsense. A conscience really, it, it refuses to be unsullied by selfishness. It, it doesn't and it won't succumb to the flighty arguments of this politically correct pablum. It, it, won't, it won't sell itself out to the most convincing of arguments, and you can't bribe it. If indeed our conscience does compromise itself in the face of any of these things I just outlined, we can be assured that it's no longer our conscience that we're hearing. Clearly, it's something else. Now, you know, a, a conscience can be very demanding. It can be life-altering if we heed it, and it can be life-halting if we ignore it. A conscience can generate a really deep sense of well-being and rightness when we obey it. Uh, Likewise, it can affect us with a gnawing sense of uncertainty and a whole lot of guilt when we discard it. Our conscience can save us if we let it and bless us if we bend to it. You know, more times than we can count, we end up in these places wondering how in the world we got to wherever these places are. And frankly, that mystery is quite easily solved by simply realizing that the trajectory to this less than appealing place that we now find ourselves was determined by the degree to which we adhered to or rejected our conscience. Now, too many of us ignore our conscience. Because our conscience is immovable, our only choice to deal with it when we don't like it is to either ignore it or go ahead and aggressively edit it. Despite the the priceless nature of this thing we call our conscience, we can snub it if we choose to. You know, you think about it, it's really rather amazing that something so precious as our conscience will not demand that we give it audience, and it will allow us to discard it. Our conscience will not force itself upon us or demand its way with us either. It graciously makes itself available to us, but it will move into the background if we deny its voice and choose not to listen to it. And therein lays this terribly frightening reality of it all. Think about it. If we turn a deaf ear to our conscience, its voice will become ever smaller and ever thinner. And in time, it can become such a whisper-thin murmur that we can't even make it out anymore. So, you know, we, we have a core sense that we need to have some sort of opinion. We don't do well simply meandering through life w- without some ethic or some presumed sense of morality, whatever that might be, that, that guides us. 
And without this internal compass of some sort, whatever that might be, our decisions become chaotically disjointed in our direction as dictated by those distorted and disjointed decisions leads us to a life of of meandering meaninglessness where we're not sure where we're at and we're not sure where we're going. You know, therefore, each of us have within us something we would describe as uh, maybe our belief system or our moral guidelines that provide us this guiding function. It seems that we all have this this deeply inbred conscience that is a core part of all of our shared humanity. Yet too often, we ignore those belief systems or those morals. And while our conscience is typically a highly reliable compass, it might direct us away from what we want. Or it might direct us to what we don't want. Our conscience might might get in our way. Our conscience can spoil our fun. It can, it can in certain groupings make us look the fool. Our conscience can delay our gratification, and we're not all that happy about that. Our conscience can place us somewhere other than where some politically correct position would put us. You know, our conscience might, in fact, set us apart from the very crowd that we desperately want to be a part of, or some cherished, or call some cherished goal into question that we've held on to, or It might prompt us to repent of choices that we'd prefer to forget that we made. However, because we need some guiding principle, we we will subsequently borrow or manufacture a new set of beliefs or a new set of morals that are more likely to accommodate our agendas. And quite often, these, these, these things are borrowed or manufactured because we, we didn't like what our conscience was telling us or it didn't work all that well within our social group or it didn't support our cultural agenda or it was just plain irritating, whatever what it was, but we'll create something else. Now, in the creation, sometimes what we do is we borrow. We'll borrow a belief system or a set of morals and borrowing a belief system or a set of morals is frighteningly easy simply because there are so many of them out there to choose from. The options, the options are, are utterly endless and there someone somewhere is creating new ones every day. We live in a culture that wants to press its questionable agendas to, or justify spurious actions or grant permission to choices that otherwise would be less than acceptable. And, and, and to do that, and in the doing to circumvent any objections and release us from the irritating pangs of guilt that our conscience will create, there are an innumerable array of entities and countless causes that have crafted their own beliefs and their own morals so as to grant themselves this this unbridled permission to proceed in whatever manner they choose to proceed. And subsequently, the selections are phenomenally innumerable and at times quite tantalizing. Yet, what we're selecting are justifications for our agendas. That's what we're doing. Rather than cultivating core principles by which to live our lives. I'm going to say that again. What we do is we, what we're doing is we're selecting our justifications for our agendas rather than cultivating core principles by which to live our lives. And that 
is a dangerous place to be. So we can borrow a new belief system, new morals, new values, and a different kind of conscience, or we can create our own ethics, morals, values to shape our conscience. We can, we can take a bit of license and we go right on ahead and we create our own beliefs and morals. You know, we figure that we'll take our conscience and what we're going to do is we're just going to update it a bit. We're going to shave off the demanding corners of our conscience so that it's a bit more palatable and that it's a whole lot more comfortable. We edit it sufficiently so that it doesn't interfere with our, our cherished agendas. We take our, this conscience that we have in bread and we do a bit of nip and tuck so that it gives us permission to do what it didn't give us permission to do before we rigorously applied this, this justifying scalpel to it. We can, in doing this, become really rather creative and somewhat innovative so that the finished product really has a perceived sense of morality while granting us the fullest permission to function as we please. And despite perceptions to the contrary, all we've done, all we've done, is to create justifications for our agendas rather than cultivate core principles by which to live our lives. I want to read that to you again. When we create our own ethics, morals, and values to shape our conscience, all we've done is create justifications for our agendas rather than cultivate core principles by which to live our lives. And so in all of that, the main question is, will we live guided by our conscience or compelled by convenience? What are we going to do? Are we going to live by our conscience or are we going to be compelled by convenience? The trajectory of those two very different choices are, in fact, very different. And the destinations they lead us to are likely to be diametrically opposed. More times than we can count, we end up in places wondering how in the world we got there. And as I've said earlier, such a mystery is quite easily solved by simply realizing that their trajectory to these less than appealing places was determined by the degree to which we adhered to or rejected our conscience or opted for convenience. And since that is clearly the case, we'd be quite wise to attend to that inner voice. Whether we find it appealing or whether we find it utterly irritating, whether it confirms our agendas or it states those agendas are inappropriate, whether it takes us where we want to go or where we don't want to go. We would be wise to attend to that inner voice either way. For where we end up, where we end up will be dictated by that incredibly important choice. Thank you for joining us for Life Talk. For further information or additional resources, please visit www.craiglpc.com.